Greetings and salutations to our fine podcast audience. Welcome to episode 177. We made it. And actually, that's not quite true. No, not everybody. Not everybody made it. For those of you who are watching on YouTube, uh, you know, uh, but we have an empty chair. Yes. My name's Jason. This is Nathan. I'm here. And usually Ed is with us. Um, but right before we hit the record button, Ed got called away to a very important meeting. He's a very important person. He so. is. Well, he thinks he is. That's true. He, he, That's he true. schedules meetings right at the end of our podcast recording sessions. That's true. And so he had to step away. And so what we decided to do was we said, you know what? The show must go on. We'll just keep going. And if he if he yeah. shows up, he shows up. And he might. You might hear some ruckus in, in the background, and then it will be Ed probably tripping over all of our wires. That is also very Stumbling possible. into this room and taking his chair. Um, or not. Yes. His meeting might go on very long, and he won't be here. But either way... Uh, Nathan and I are committed. We're going. We're going. We're going to be here. We're going to help the audience. Is this is this the series finale? That's right. This podcast. Yes. This it, unnamed podcast. Well, you know, if it, that would be a fun way to kill this podcast, we kill off one of us. That's right. Ed dies. Like they or do, to get renewed is the thing. or something like yeah. that. You know, because all the great television shows, they kill yes. off a major character in the last couple of episodes. Yeah, and then it, it, it's it's a major thing. So maybe we've done that, but. Yeah. We'll see. Um, I don't want to speak for Ed yet. But anyway, um, so as I said last week on uh, the last episode, we had reached the end of our formal questions that our listeners, watchers send into us. Yes. And so uh, we're still waiting for you to send us more. So make sure you click on the link in the description. Send yes. us another question if you have it. But I was telling you guys, I had someone walk up to me after one of our services on Sunday and ask me a question that I thought, wow. I don't know if we've ever answered it th this way, but it's sort of a foundational question. Mm -hmm. So um, you've heard us talk about this topic or issue a lot on our podcast, in our teaching, in our church. Um, but it was almost as if this person finally it clicked with them. And they're like, mm -hmm. oh, I get what you're saying now. And I thought, well, maybe this will be a good topic for our podcast. That's always a good moment, too. Is it is. When you, when you finally, you know, for those of you who, teach probably anything. I mean, even mm -hmm. if you're a teacher, just, a, you know, you're a school teacher, mm -hmm. that moment when it, you know, you've kind of been saying something over and over again and it kind of clicks with someone, mm -hmm. there's a little bit of a moment of, oh, that's great. Yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad. But then there's also there. the moment of you're like, haven't we said this? Enough? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Have well, you been sure, I should say that too. That's also true whether you teach or you're just a parent. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Someone said something about you know, I, there was a joke someone told me and it was it's a it's a bad joke and the person mm -hmm. who told me you should feel bad for telling this joke if you're the one who listened mm -hmm. but it is a true joke it's one of those that it's yeah. it, I'm not going to say it's funny because mm -hmm. it's true it's just true okay. and then someone said if someone is talking and no one's listening their name is mom <laughs> and I think that's a that's true it whether it's funny true. or not I know my wife yeah. can relate to that four four daughters. And she's like, is anyone, I'm talking all the time, mm -hmm. is anyone listening? But that moment when you're a parent mm -hmm. and you say something, and what's even better is if they're a teenager, you know, and I've got a preteen, mm -hmm. so she's just now starting this of coming home and saying, mm. Mr., the big one for us is Mr. Matt, who's a teacher here at church, yeah. or Miss Dana, who's a teacher. They said this. Yeah. I'd never heard that before. Yeah. And I thought, I've been saying that for three mm -hmm. years now, mm -hmm. but I'm glad mm -hmm. that it finally 
But, you know, as a youth minister, I've had that experience where yes. a parents come in and go, well, I'm glad Nathan said it because now they can yeah. finally hear. Oh, it's back. It's back. back. We barely even, we haven't even gotten into the question. So no. we told them that you I were. I tell when I was walking up, I thought, oh, they just went ahead. And I almost just walked away. No, I no, thought, no, 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 no. I don't care. They no, no, no. Without it me. was, it was, they were waiting patiently, anticipating your return. <laughs> the return of Ed. You mean you were waiting patiently. They, they may no, or no, may no. not have waited. We actually considered killing you off of the series. Oh. <laughs> we so talked about that. That okay. We said that would be a great plot twist. Or you could have had. Sawyer coming in and going playing Ed today oh. on in our episode. Yes. <laughs> yes. Sawyer. Mm. That's true. We could have done that. Recast you. Yes. Exactly. Someone younger. Mm-hmm. That's always that's yes. always a, a direction you can go. So we're talking about this. Here's the foundational question that someone asked me uh, that we've been talking about for a long time. They said, and y'all have been talking about already. All of us. us. We have not heard the question yet. Uh, Not heard the question. We were just saying this is something we have been saying for years now. But for someone on Sunday, it clicked with them, and we were saying that happens a lot. You often have to say things a bunch of times, Mm -hmm. and then it finally clicks with Mm -hmm. you in the right way. So the thing that struck them on Sunday was. And this was, uh, Ed, you were the one speaking last week when this came to me. They said, it seems like what Ed was trying to say in his message was that the kingdom of God is not heaven. <laughs> and I said, really? And they said, the kingdom of God, you, the way you talk about it, it's like it's here right now. Mm-hmm. But I was always, and this is the person asking me, they said, but I was always taught that when the Bible talks about the kingdom of God, they're always talking about heaven. And it sounds like y'all were saying something different. And I said, exactly. Exactly. You are right. And I thought, you know, we we, we touch around that topic a lot around here um, to, to become clear of what Jesus meant when he preached the kingdom of God or the gospel of the kingdom. Um, but I didn't know if we'd ever really just sat down and talked about that foundational truth before. I don't know if we have either. Um, and, and I will say to, you know, about the person who asked that question of me, I said to them, I said, yeah, I was brought up that way too. Mm-hmm. Most of my life, the interpretation of Scripture that I was handed was that every time you read those words, and, and I know uh, the Gospel of Matthew usually says it kingdom of heaven. He uses kingdom of heaven. All the other ones use the kingdom of God, uh, and they are synonymous. But for me, growing up, I was always taught to equate that to heaven one day when you die. You you don't get the kingdom of God here. Right. It's it's something you get after you're dead. Mm-hmm. And it's somewhere off somewhere in up in the cloud somewhere. Mm-hmm. And that's what the kingdom of God is. Um but and I think it was really N.T. Wright, the scholar who really I think hammered this home in our day. Um, well, Dallas talks about Dallas it. Dallas does. Too. Too. Dallas talks about it too. I, yeah. But N.T. Wright, you're not wrong. N.T. Wright became Scotland Knight yeah. as well. But, you know, so several scholars in our day have sort of uh, made this point that we have missed in our current Americanized version of Christianity that we've, 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 we've misinterpreted that concept. Well, and it, it's always been around in other other parts of the world in Christianity, yes. they have not viewed it the way that exactly. we have in That's that. Right. And now there's a whole group of teaching. In fact, I was just, I've been reading some uh, essays in lieu of buying the actual book at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but I might wind up buying the book because it intrigues me so mm-hmm. much uh, about where that shift came about in the United States, primarily mm-hmm. to begin with, oh, yeah. and why it came about. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to get into it 
too much, but it has something to do with the roots of our country that this guy's making the point and the way we were doing life and the division that was happening and our division over slavery and yeah. uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> those kind of things and the way we didn't want to deal, the church didn't want to deal with that political issue. Because, mm. uh, okay. again, when you think about the kingdom of heaven, if the kingdom of God comes and there really is no male or female, junior Greek, slave, slave or free, free. Uh, and that's not talking about one day in the suite by and by. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it does sort of conflict with some other things that are going on, so you yeah. you may need to change the way you think about that. And I'm not saying that's a total. Re- I haven't done enough research on it, but it makes sense to me of how it got driven in, and particularly got driven in more in Southern churches yep. and Southern forms of Christianity mm-hmm. than it has in other kind mm-hmm. of ways. But Jesus does come saying, I mean, the gospel Jesus preached was not the kingdom of God is. Now of, is not is coming or is now available one day somehow through me. Mm-hmm. He says it's here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, yeah, I think it, yes, I certainly agree with that it's primarily a uh, American idea. And I think it, I think it probably even goes further back to early enlightenment things where, mm-hmm. and we talk about this a lot too, uh, which, and it probably will catch up with many people, and you know, the longer that we say it, but, you know, you know, when the Enlightenment kind of thinkers come around and everything becomes about rationalism, and as far as, and what I mean by that is, the, the idea that I am primarily a mind and that I primarily experience the world through my mind, that is a rationalist I, Enlightenment idea that is not the way that everyone has always thought about it, um, I then become the sole arbiter of truth. And what that means is until you even get people like, you know, Descartes starts talking about, you. he calls it a hyperbolic doubt. You doubt and then you doubt your doubts and you doubt those doubts and you keep going down till you doubt, 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 all the way down. And I'm the one who determines what is true and what is not true. That inevitably creates a very individualistic world, which is I'm the one. And when you take that, out of the context of Christianity because the world the Enlightenment lived in was very Christianized and it slowly became more. Eventually, almost all American ideas are formed out of this idea. Once again, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness is very Enlightenment ideas of I'm the one who determines what is good and right to the point now the basic morality in our world is uh, the Sheryl Crow song, If It Makes You Happy... It can't be that bad. It makes you happy. You know what I mean? And so eventually, and this is where I get to with the kingdom of God, the idea that God's reign and rule started 2,000 years ago and had nothing to do with America Mm. and had nothing to do with me as a person living, it just, it began. Mm -hmm. I'm not the beginning nor the end of it. My life is not the beginning nor the end of it. That's not a very interesting idea. I like the idea that the kingdom of God and his reign starts once I die, mm-hmm. and then I got to deal with it, and I just got to kind of buy, ticket, a passage onto that ship. That's a really interesting idea, well, it also, but it is not the message Jesus taught. Right? No, and it also keeps me from having to think about how much of uh, the things I accept that are not jesus centric things happening in my world, in my life. Yes. In things that I could do something about, but I just go, well, that's the way it is in this world. But one day in heaven, this will all be set right. 
And the truth is Jesus is trying to get us to really actively be at working together to see mm-hmm. his will done on earth mm-hmm. as it is in heaven and, right now. Yeah, and that approach that you just described, that was my whole upbringing when it came to the major teachings of Jesus. I was taught that the Sermon on the Mount was taught to me, or Jesus taught that to, for the purpose of showing me that I couldn't do it. That's right. Mm. And and I, it's an ideal that I'll never reach, and it shouldn't just make me long for the day when I get to go to heaven and all of that's going to be true. That's right. And so it puts in me this, oh, well, kind of thing, so that I I just I just accept things the way they are. Right. And well, it eventually becomes the thing that even, you know, we're, we're a, for a long time, we were the no perfect people allowed church. Yep. And I would even have people come here. It leads to thing that, you know, you talked about Dallas Willard eventually spoke against, mm-hmm. which was the, I'm, I'm not perfect. I'm forgiven. Yes. And what it ultimately comes to is when Jesus says, be perfect. Therefore, as your heavenly father is perfect. Mm-hmm. We go, well, of course you can't do that. That's right. Of or, course you or it leads to the other form of Christianity that said is I am perfect in Christ, but I know right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah I have yeah, taken yeah, on yeah. his perfection. And that's what he meant is, be mm-hmm. perfect like I am perfect. Take on my perfection, mm-hmm. but it doesn't necessarily play out in my world. So what it seems that Jesus meant when he shows up and mm-hmm. goes around yep. in his ministry saying, uh, you know, his his primary message, we see it listed in both Matthew, Mark, and I think Luke also says it, where it'll say he would go to town to town, mm-hmm. healing in their villages, do this, mm-hmm. and he would proclaim the good news of the, the kingdom, kingdom, and then it says, repent, and believe the kingdom of God has come near. Mm -hmm. And what it seems to be that means is that somehow in the life of Jesus, Mm -hmm. in his uh, life in this world, God's kingdom had come near in him, in his ministry, so the works he was doing, because he's healing people, he's casting out demons, all the things that are wrong in this world, sin, sickness, evil, death, he's reversing it. That's right, he's setting it right. Yeah, Yeah. all the chaos that's in the world, that's what's so important about Jesus calming the sea, right, is because Mm -hmm. in their day, uh, and really in the biblical story, uh, the chaos was chaos waters. It mm-hmm. was the world just broken and, and destroyed. And this imagery of G- the whole, the spirit of God hovering over the waters in the beginning is this idea of this chaotic mess. God brings order. Jesus shows up. There's this chaotic mm-hmm. sea. He calms it and it's going, he's God. Mm-hmm. He's bringing order to chaos. He's r- redeeming creation, all the broken things. And then he invites human beings into the same process. And yep. even early on, he sends his disciples out to do the same thing. Yes, yes, he sends them and out. Then, to. And then the church, once he's gone, begins to become a dem- visible demonstration that in their midst, mm-hmm. people that have never spent time together are spending time together. And mm-hmm. they're giving up their stuff for the sake of each other. Mm-hmm. And problems that have been problems that no one could solve begin to be solved. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And so you start to see the kingdom of God is... Uh, God's power and presence at work within persons and a, a people. So persons as far as when I'm out in my world and I'm living with the spirit of God, the kingdom of God is present within me, mm-hmm. right? You know, the kingdom of God is within you. And yeah. so I'm the spirit of God at work in me. 
That's the kingdom of God when I submit to it. But then it also is the kingdom of God is a people, right? Right. The church, it's individual persons who choose to say, this, you know, I will submit to God's work, and we're going to do that together. The kingdom of God is active in there. It's, uh, as Dallas Willer eventually says, God's goal in human history is to gather a group of people to be a loving community that he could be the chief sustainer and the most active participant in the middle of. Mm-hmm. That God wants, or the way we say it around here, uh, that uh, Christianity is not just a private spirituality. Right. It is a life in a community with Jesus at the center. Mm-hmm. And so the kingdom, when we say it's here, it is both here and, so as, and coming. Yes, it's the way that, you know, uh, I don't remember who's yeah, the It is impossible one. to look at our world and say that the kingdom is completely here. Exactly. Correct. Exactly. But Which is we, what I told the person who asked me the yes, question. I right. said, I said, you've always been taught that the kingdom of God is a place and a time. And I said, and there's a bit of truth in that. Mm-hmm. I said, the kingdom of God will come in fullness mm-hmm. at a place and a time. I said, but it's not what you were taught up there somewhere right. else, sometime else. I said, no, it is. it has come and is coming and is breaking through and will eventually be uh, made perfect and full when Jesus does consummate history. I said, but the part you've missed is you've separated the, the out there coming not yet kind of thing. I said, and you've got to blend that with the what's it doing right now. And the dichotomy that we've often made that's been tough, I think, for most of us, Western American Christians is mm-hmm. we've made it very personal, mm-hmm. but we've separated it from the impact it ought to have in culture. Yeah. So when, you know, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. talked a lot about the beautiful community. Mm-hmm. Uh, beloved. The beloved, beloved. I'm sorry, the mm-hmm. beloved community. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about the kingdom of God. Yes. And we, Christians in the South pushed against it and called it communism Mm -hmm. because he thought that the power of the gospel ought to help people step out of uh, of poverty, Poverty. step out of racism. Mm -hmm. He thought that all of those things could be overcome, not not just by, by, not by government, but for Christians in this country, because we have the power to, to work with the government to bring about the kingdom of God. We have a we have a privilege that we have now turned into being privileged mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. that we could, in effect, impact our community for the benefit of things that happen in the world, for the good mm-hmm. of all people. And the kingdom of God, that's the other thing some of the parables Jesus would talk about, is that all the birds of the world come nest in the, mm-hmm. he says, the mm-hmm. kingdom grows up in a tree and all the birds they aren't all a part of the kingdom, but they nest in the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And that the kingdom is supposed to have so much impact in the world that even people who aren't a part of mm-hmm. it, they go, that's good. And to be fair, we we have seen that. If you look yes. at the, we yes. look at the arc of history from Jesus on, and we talk about this sometimes too, all of the things that now we take for granted as human rights and that's right. and, and the just the way things ought to be, what we just assume is is goodness, started in Jesus. Right. You know? The fact that people should not be 
held as property. Right. That started in Jesus. The fact that uh, women and children and men should all be treated equally and afforded the same opportunities and all races should be afforded the same opportunities. That started in Jesus. Yeah. And it has become the standard around our, in most mm-hmm. places around our world. And we do know that the places where Christianity has taken the most hold in culture is where all of those values have been held up. Even if Christianity now is it's not the most dominant, absolutely, should become a part of that. They have borrowed from the Christian ethic to say that you know, people should be taken care of physically and mentally. The weak should be helped, That's and right. the poor should be helped, and all of those things. Um, so, in those ways, and I often like to point that out is that is fulfilling what Jesus said would happen. Yes, as you just said, the kingdom takes root and then grows slowly throughout history and then everybody just it just becomes the way of life that's right and you know i say this to folks when i'm teaching because you know we get this idea that you know the world's just getting worse and worse and worse and worse and if you take a very pinhole view of history maybe you you would say that Mm -hmm. but if you take the big version of history you probably could not say that. You can't say it and honestly look at it outside of some things that are just personally attached to you and your right. view of what you'd like to see yeah. take yeah. place in a very limited yeah. scope. That's right. So if you take the macro level view, uh, the world has gotten better. And and even secular historians, uh, I believe uh, Holland says this, if he looks, if you look at the arc of history, it all began, he even admits that not even a Christian, it all began in Jesus. That's yes. right. And, and, and that just, to me, it just reinforces that Jesus was right when he said the kingdom has come, it is here, and That's it right. is breaking forth. And all his parables, man, they are so true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they have been proven correct. Um I was telling the guy that asked me this question because I mentioned this in an in a upcoming, well, as we take this, it's upcoming. I think I will have already preached this message. Um, the idea that we, as, as the followers of Jesus, we are the first fruits of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And that idea that James talks about, that's who we are. You know, and I and I told this person, I said, hey, look, you know, we don't get that image very well, but in their, their culture, it made total sense. When a farmer... Um, had a field and and the fruit started coming he would take a, a portion of that and then go to the market and and, the, and it was the first fruits and the goal of the first fruits was to show the marketplace here's what's coming <laughs> and here's a little taste of what's coming and then they would all jump on board and decide to buy based on what That's they saw exactly the first right. fruit and I said we are that we hold the 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 flavor of the kingdom That's right. in the way that we live and we are to show the world this is what God's rule and reign is supposed to accomplish. It's what it's supposed to look like. It's what it's supposed to sound like. It's what it's supposed to love like. And they look at that and they go, I want that. Right. I buy right. into that. And then as the kingdom continues to come more and more and more, more and more of it takes hold in the society. That's what we're meant to be. That's right. Well, and that's only possible, and I know this is this is the point, because I was just working a little on, on the sermon that you had um, you're referencing there, and it's in a greater context of a you know we're going to be study we're studying First Peter mm-hmm. and the greater context of that too. That's important for us to remember is uh, we are the first fruits when we choose to be a holy community. Yes, mm-hmm. because I would say there are lots of ways in which um, the church all over the world, but I can only look at the church in America because mm-hmm. that's where I'm at. 
uh, we do not look like the first fruits. No. Uh, because we do not look like the, the kingdom that is coming. Well, and, we're I think we're the first fruit either way. We don't well, we're not the first fruits of the kingdom. I think our world always looks at us as the taste they are getting of what Jesus is offering. Oh, and sure, sure. I think the tough part the church in America is having is that most people who have not grown up with Christianity taste us and go, I'm not interested in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that doesn't... That, yes. If all you got from me is something <laughs> after death... Mm-hmm. Hey, come on, man. Nobody knows for sure what's going to happen there. Let's just let that work Well, out. and we don't look like... The whole point is, and to some degree, because that's the, that's the now and the not yet, is we are what's to come. We are looking forward to something that is after, no, for after sure. death. For the sure. The problem is, when we live in this world, is, yeah, 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 yeah. I know one day this is what's going to happen. But right now, you got to live a little different. Right. You know, yes, one day, one day we're all going to take care of each other when we do that. But I got bills to pay and I got a family to take care of. We yeah. need to take a vacation this summer. Yeah. We got this. So I can't, re- I can't really give the way that I need to give. Or Yeah, I know one day we're going to beat those sh- swords into plowshares and our tanks into tractors. I know that's coming one day. But not right now. I need an AK. That's right. Yeah. Today, I got to get my family protected. <laughs> And what ends up happening is we are meant to be um, the, uh, the, as you said, the first fruits. We are f- people who are living in the future now. Mm-hmm. And if you were to go back 2,000 years ago mm-hmm. and to walk in in these clothes that, that, are, that are futuristic clothes to them, sure. right, yeah. with your cell phone and, and say, mm-hmm. I'm going to talk to someone on the other side of the world, you mm-hmm. would look foolish mm-hmm. you would look crazy and there are ways in which it's not even very practical in the world that you live in because there ain't no cell towers <laughs> you know what I mean? it's not even practical but you were living in the future at the time you're going to look f- foolish and there are ways and i think this is the struggle with living in the kingdom if if you don't believe jesus rose from the dead if you don't believe then he is beyond foolish mm-hmm. right you know c.s lewis talks about he would be a lunatic mm-hmm. right and he was a failure, mm-hmm. right? Because by all means, his teaching of the kingdom of God looked very worldly like a political revolution that failed, yeah. right? It looks foolish unless you can live in the future and see that all changes for human rights, human dignity, have their roots somehow in a Jesus movement. When you live in the future, you look back and go, this is the most successful human being to ever live. But in the moment in history he lived, he was a foolish, lunatic mm-hmm. failure. And the, the struggle I have with living in the kingdom of God most likely, I guess this was the last episode, will not make you look like a Tim Tebow Christian. No. Most likely, it's going to look foolish you will look in this world like why are you that patient don't you see what's going on with the world why are you that merciful don't you know what they've done why are you that generous don't you care about what your what your future is going to be like why are you living that way it's because we live in a future we are the first fruits of what is coming and I know it's coming, and I get to live in that now as if the peace of God is real, yeah. as if God really is taking care of me, as if somehow the birds and the flowers of the field are evidence that I don't ever have to worry about anything. That is nuts. Yes. Unless it's true. Yeah, unless it's true. Unless it's true. Unless it's true. And I am actually experiencing it. I'm not actually 
I'm not living as if it's going to be right. true. It is true for it me. It is true for me. It is it true is. for me mm-hmm. right now. But it only becomes true. It is the, this is I in my experience of what walking by faith, not by sight means is mm-hmm. you don't know it's true till you do it. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. Faith grows by experience. That's no different than the first time you uh, ride a roller coaster and it looks like it might sure. kill you. <laughs> Until you ride it, you're going to have that fear. Yes, exactly. It doesn't matter how many other people you watch ride it. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so that in is not in a nutshell, <laughs> but it is what we mean when we talk about that. Because I, like I said at the top of this episode, I feel like we we make reference to that idea of the kingdom of God being here and now. Right. Um, in opposition to a lot of what many people assume that means uh, when they hear that phrase, kingdom of God, thinking that it's after death, way in, in the future. Um, that's that's what all that is that we're, we're trying to get at right uh, when yep. we talk about that so i hope that kind of clears that up for those of you that were wondering um well and i do think to some degree mm-hmm. it also it, it should be a mystery yes. to some degree yeah, that you have to live into because mm-hmm. I, I, honestly i feel every time i answered one of these questions I don't know that I answered the question. Yeah, I, mean, I answered to the best of my current understanding what Jesus yeah. meant, but there's a lot of it that's still a mystery to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. But I am experiencing it, and I cannot deny that. Mm-hmm. I am experiencing regularly participation with God, which is what I would say is probably the most experiential version of the kingdom, which mm-hmm. is God's power and presence. I do feel him with me. Yes, I do experience him doing things for me and through me that I could not do on my own. But it's a little bit of a mystery. I don't know how to make it work. Yeah. I don't know how any of this stuff goes the way it's supposed to. But if you hear that and you go, man, that sounds interesting. It, it all, it, you know, if I had to say, how does it work? It works by obedience. I just, sure. it does go back to, I trust that what Jesus said is right. And then I do it. I, I'm thinking about, you know, there's, when when the the when we've talked about the chosen on and off, I just mm-hmm. got that picture in my mind of where Jesus is. Uh, they're going to feed the multitude, mm-hmm. and he says to him, "So get baskets, divide them into fifty and a hundred, and uh, and then feed them." And they stand there, and he goes, "What part was unclear?" Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That I think that must be how he feels to us. He'll say these things to go do, and then we just stand there, and he goes. So what was unclear? Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. then when they moved to do it, lo and behold, the way they filmed it was mm-hmm. the baskets are full. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they began spreading it, and the baskets are yeah. full. And they found themselves living out or living in this mystery. That's right. Uh, and it reminds me of a, I just heard my fa- my current favorite preacher, Brian Zond. He was preaching on the Trinity, and he said, look, the Trinity is not an equation for you to figure out. It is a mystery for you to be lived in, or That's to right. be lived in. That's and right. I thought, okay, that takes some of the pressure off of that. That's right. <laughs> because That's right. we live so much that way of, That's I right. need to understand it and the ins and the outs and, the, you know, I mean, like a like a math equation. But right. it's not the way anybody uses a cell phone. No. Of course not. I, I've watched people when we first got them, nobody goes... Now explain to me how this works. It mm-hmm. sends a signal. Now how does that get there? And then how does it translate my words? They picked it up. They turned it on. They made a phone call and get, said, guess where I'm calling you from? Yeah. <laughs> well, and once again, to go back to your obedience part, 
it's not how children do anything in no. this world. Yeah. And we have called to be, be like children. Today I was teaching my daughter how to cut the grass. And she asked me, and I said, you need to know a little bit just about how the lawnmower works. I said, honestly, for her safety, I said, look, down here there's a blade. You can't ever go down there and to do anything. I said, something falls, you never go down there. And then I said, and when to start it, you got to pull this thing. And she said, why? And I thought, I could sit here and explain to her how each individual part of this works. But what I said is, because that's how it starts. That's right. And for her, that's to that's cut enough. the grass all she needs to know is, I pull this and I don't put my hand in the blade. Most people watching this who cut grass also don't know what happens when well, they pull yes. that. But well, they they done it enough to know, if I pull this with a primed engine, it will start. Yes. And for her, <laughs> for her and for us living in the kingdom, mm -hmm. I don't need to know how give and don't expect, you know, lend to others and don't expect anything to return. I don't need to know, going back to our prosperity gospel episode, I don't need to know how that, because my lived experience has been when I am generous, things do work out in my life financially in ways yeah. that I can't always explain. Yeah. Do I need to know the mathematical formula to that to do? No, because my master said give, lend and expect nothing in return, be generous, right? So I do that because that's what he said to do. And it turns out I've got been taking pretty good care of my entire yeah. life. Yes. Yeah, that's right. So obedience is the way the kingdom is activated. It that, is. I, I'm confident of that. Sure. All right. Okay. So as I have said for a couple of weeks now, um, we could use your questions if you yep. want us to answer something that you've been wondering about. If we have raised questions for you, <laughs> which I hope we have sure. over the past few weeks, uh, Click on the link in the description, send them to us, and we'll get right after them. So I don't know what the next one shall be. It shall be something. 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 So we'll see you then. See you. Bye.